welcome to my little town on the prairie book review with Chica. Okay, this book in particular was my favorite until I read the next one. It's cool because you never know who is going to be or what's going to be your favorite until you're in the middle of it or once you're done with it. Like you don't know how good a boyfriend or a best friend was until you're in it and then you don't realize it until after you don't have it anymore, right? But I like this book. This particular one was set after the long winter when you, they first had to move into the town because the blizzards were too strong. So you had to live in the downtown area where you can get all your supplies. But this one was after the long winter and they decided to move into town even after the winter. And I love the feelings that Laura portrayed of Laura, the character in the book of, cause they grew up, think about it. The kids grew up very much in solitude and aloneness and okayness of being away from the general public and people in general. And in this book, they explain their feelings of angst of having to go live next to people and around people. Like imagine going from not being seen of any other houses for 20 miles, 40 miles from you to hearing the conversations that people are having right outside your window and your door. I love how she portrayed the angst of that because I think she is around 12 or 13, the main character Laura in this book. And what I really love is, okay, this is Laura and this is Mary. Mary is blind. And in this book, we see them save up money to send Mary to school, to blind college. And I love reading the other books because wanting to send Mary to school was like something that wasn't possible, but something they dreamed of. And they showed them working towards that, but not knowing that it could ever happen. So we got to see the family dynamic of brothers and sisters, not brothers, sisters, mothers and daughters. And in this book, we get to see the departure of Mary, which was like kind of sad because you like grown up having Mary always in the background of every passage of every chapter. She was like the grounding force and grounding stone of the family. Because whatever feelings that you had, whatever problems that you had, they didn't matter because Mary was in the house and she wasn't complaining because she was blind. So whatever problems you had didn't mean nothing when Mary was there. And when we got to see Mary leave, it was very your first child going off to college, right? You only get that experience once, unless you have like 20 kids and you might have it 20 times, but you only get it the first time once. So it was like little bird leaving a nest. 
so she went away and that was like the first few chapters which i loved that was my favorite part because it's just a basic human human concept of leaving the nest i don't know i just loved it because it's a setting of the 1800s so you get to like prioritize it more and fill it a little bit more because now it's considered the norm and expected of you I think that's why we choose not to go because it's too expected of us to go but she dreamed of going to blind college because there is no blind college let's read a passage at first there were only common blackbirds then came large yellow-headed blackbirds and blackbirds with red heads and a spot of red on each wing hundreds of them came in the morning, a dark spray of blackbirds rose and flew from the cornfield. After breakfast, Pa came to the house, bringing both hands full of birds he had shot. Like, they had to grow their own wheat so they could have stuff, fuel to burn for the winter and wheat for bread, to make bread. And there was an attack of blackbirds and birds. The whole time I was just like, build a scarecrow, build a scarecrow. But I don't know if like the concept of scarecrow was a thing, like discovered or invented yet. I'm gonna look it up on Google. When did scarecrows in be invented? But they had to kill the blackbirds because there was too many. Let me read the next paragraph. I never heard of anyone's eating, you see like speaking with like S's at the end. I never heard of anyone's eating blackbirds, he said, but there must be good meats and they're as fat as butter. Dress them, Laura, and we'll have them fried for dinner, said Ma. There's no great loss without some small gain. Like it's very simple optimism in the endings of people's sentences. I'm guessing it's like an American concept, an American voice which was what the books are, 1800s Americas. But imagine having to like kill, what is a blackbird? Is a blackbird a crow? Like imagine having to kill blackbirds and then like there's so many that are dead because you shot them and you're like, um, we haven't had meat in so long because meat is expensive and there hasn't been any meat at the stores for us to buy, to cook. So imagine being so resourceful that you take those birds and you make a pie out of them and you eat blackbirds pie. Like, what the heck? That's like crazy. I mean, they're just birds, right? What is a chicken? A bird? You're just having chicken pot pie. And then this is the cover. They first got a kitten. I loved because they used to have a dog in the first books. And the dog died so this was like a new reintroduction of a new animal into the family and cats were needed back then maybe they're needed now too but to kill all the mice in your house so and they paid like a lot of money they paid like 50 cents which is equivalent to i don't know five dollars back then it was like it was more expensive to buy a cat than it is to buy groceries like I mean, I guess that's what it is now. What's more expensive, groceries or a cat? Because for a cat, you have to buy cat food and you have to, you just have to buy cat food. You don't have to give it a luxurious life with like clothes and vet appointments. Back then, you just needed to feed it. 
and it liked you as if you saw it as one of their family members and the cat grows up you get it as a kitten and it grows up in a book just like all the girls in the book which i love but the cats grew older and it's funny to see the psychology of an animal especially a cat because the cat was bought to be to hunt mice and, uh, and the blackbirds and especially gophers because we used to plant all our vegetables so we could harvest them back in the olden days only like 200 years ago i thought it was 2000 years ago but no only 200 years ago we used to harvest our food but a big just how blackbirds ate wheat gophers ate your carrots and your potatoes and your cucumbers and your tomatoes so the cat was the solution to that so the cat would go out every single morning for a daily routine and go kill some gophers and the cat seen the family the humans inside the house as its own fa its chosen family or the family that chose and invited him into the house. It brought gophers for them as a gift, as a present. Because the cat used to eat the gophers. And it saw Laura and Ma as cats too. So she would bring them gophers too. And it was funny because they tried to intellectualize what was happening. And they were like, um, she thinks she's doing us, she's giving us a gift of a dead gopher. And she's wondering why we're not eating it with her. Isn't that so funny? It's like the psychology of pets. It's funny. And you could apply what you learn from pets to human psychology. It's one and the same. The only difference is they can't speak. And some humans can't speak either. But... That was my review of Little Town on the Prairie. I really like this book. It, ha it held very fam ho common household American concepts that are still intact today. And it's funny seeing um, 200 years ago because it means that they're not that old, but it also means that they're old. But they're not that old, right? I recently learned that America is the youngest country. Don't quote me. I'm not a textbook. If anything, I'm a ripped up journal with pages falling out with your writing too much all over it and trying to fill up all the blank spaces. I'm not a textbook. But what was I going to say? Um, America is the youngest and the most, it's the rebellious, it's the rebellious young, youngest sibling of the world, of the whole entire globe. It's just interesting why so many other countries and continents pay attention to America. I think it's because if you see it as like a family structure, let's say Russia, Russia's like really old, I think. Say they're the oldest sibling, or China, they're the oldest sibling, America is the youngest sibling. So think about in your family. The youngest kid is the most rebellious, crazy, but it's also the one that you pay attention to and that you watch. Because the older ones, they don't care no more. They've been on earth for too long. They're too regimented in their routine. But the youngest child is like fresh and new on earth, literally. Do you think American can 
America and Americans can influence the most change? I don't know. Let me ask Chica what she thinks. She's just happy to be here and eat chicken and eat cheese. And I guess we learned that we are just like pets. We're just here to eat chicken and eat cheese because just how short their lives are, that's how short our lives are. But if you don't want to eat chicken and cheese, you can eat your dairy-free chicken and your meatless, your Beyond Meats, if you're American like me. Don't say no to anything, yes, yes, say